You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Morning Breath. We're so glad you took a time out of your busy day to join us and get into the Word of God. That's what we do. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time uh, having a having a moment or a morning with the Lord. Then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. I keep saying our because I have a co-host. My co-host today is Pastor Brian Moore. How are you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to, Fun to, be, good here. to be here with you. Yeah. Yeah, so what's new? What's new? We uh, we got some stuff going on around this area church, and it's summertime, but summertime for uh, for us is... Uh, summertime, summertime. We got stuff. We got youth camps coming up. Yeah. We got some leadership training. We got yeah. all sorts of things uh, this summer that we really would love to connect you and your kids and all the ways to it. So should I tell them about leadership? Well, first of all, let's just say that we would love to see you connect with Morning Breath on a deeper way, yeah. meaning maybe read the chapter the night before so that when you hear it in the morning, now you you got some familiarity with the chapter. And that, that helps me to learn more. I listened to it on uh, the U version of the Bible yeah. while I ate my breakfast before I get you know into my study time. And uh, I just think it's good. So they could. how could they get a hold of that first? Yeah, so uh, you could get a hold of the chapters that we're headed into or we have been. Go to our East Coast app. If you don't have the app, you should download that. It's available in all of our all the ways you get apps yep. today. Or you can go to our website, eccc.us, and there are connection points there for information and all the things, past sermons, morning breath episodes. If you click on the link there on our app where you have to go to, like, watch now or watch and listen, I think, is on the bottom of the app, and then it'll go to the... You go to Morning Breath and our podcast, and there'll be a chapter list. We'd love to get you to the chapters that we're headed. We're in First Samuel 19, and we've been hanging around First Samuel, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's good stuff. But you, maybe you would actually even want to look back and uh, hear a chapter from Ephesians or some yeah. you know somewhere out there. And there's a there's a history there that we'd love to connect you with. And really, we want you to get in the Word of God. You could also call the church office three two one four five two ten sixty and leave your information there with the operator or on the voicemail, let them know you'd like one mailed out to you. We'll do that either by email or snail mail if you like. And we want you to get chapters so you can read the Bible. It'll change your life. Absolutely. So tell us about leadership. What's going on with leadership? Yeah, so leadership, uh, we want to help you with leadership. Uh, Maybe you're a dad or a mom or a leader in your business or a leader in your community on some level. We want to help with leadership. And so this um, July, on the Thursdays, four Thursdays in July, there's actually five of them. We take a break in the middle of the month, but we're going to meet on the 1st of July, the 8th of July, 22nd and 20th. 29th here at East Coast Christian Center for two hours, and there will be multiple pastors, I believe six or seven of us staff pastors here at East Coast are going to teach on leadership, because as the leader rises, we think everything rises, and we want to invest into you and help you with leadership. And so it's free. Come out. It's from seven to nine. It's two hours on Thursday nights. If you attend our university, you could get some credit for that, but it is meant to be training, free training on leadership. We're going to help you with that. And that will lead right into the Global Leadership Summit, which is a conference, a global conference, actually, that we are hosting here at East Coast Christian Center on Thursday and Friday, August the 5th and 6th. Let me paint a picture for you. You know, if I was if I was a young man in church starting over, and I heard that was available, knowing that, you know, I had a heart's desire to, you know, become a leader in my home, at my job, in my church, I would commit to do that, yeah. and I'd go right in that leadership summit. You know, these these next that will end up being like five weeks of your life yeah. that you have a focus on that, that could change your life. It could change the trajectory of your yeah. life. It could change how God's able to use you. I mean, John Maxwell, I just did a leadership thing for uh, 
Pastor Eric's church up in Shoreline, and they are doing a uh, developing the leader within you, I believe it's called 2.0. And we did the last ch- chapter on personal development. Wow. And I shared some things on that. I'll tell you what, leaders are, 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 there are born leaders. I get it, but they're m- more often made than born. Yeah. And I mean, the military proves that, you know, business proves that, life proves that. Uh, you you can develop the leader within you. And so just want to encourage you to do that. It'd be awesome. Yeah, you could sign up on our website. Go through our website. There's an event there. Or go to eccuequipped.com, and we'll get you connected that way. But just come 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on July the 1st will be the start of that. And so be a part of that. Very cool. So we're going to be reading uh, Chapter 19. We don't have anything else to say, do we? Uh, youth camp's coming. You uh, get all the details on our website. We've been talking about that for a while, and it will change your young person's life. But yeah. There's no youth camp on here. No, it's okay, but it's everywhere Man, else. It's, we need it's it. all the places. Youth camp. Is it, it the twelfth? It's the twelfth to the sixteenth. Gotcha. Yep. And I believe the price at this point is like four hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah. There is a, uh, you know, do what you can do, believe God, and uh, let's see what your young person does when they get there. It'll be incredible. Yep. Okay. First Samuel nineteen. Nineteen. I'm in the New Living Translation. What you got? I got New King James, of course. We got twenty four verses in mine. How many you got in yours? Um, twenty four, I believe. Well, see, New Living. It it's didn't, weird. Didn't cut any out. That's awesome. Um, I'll read the first twelve. All right, I'll get you started. You read the last twelve. I'm on it. I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now Saul spoke to Jonathan his son to all his servants that they should kill David, but Jonathan Saul's son delighted greatly in David. So Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard. Therefore, excuse me, therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. Then what I observe, I will tell you. Thus Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good towards you. For he took his life in his hands and killed the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan and Saul swore, excuse me, as the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Then Jonathan called David, and Jonathan told him all these things. So Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in times past. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow, and they fled from him. Now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence, and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him excuse me, and to kill him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. So she helped him climb out through a window, and he fled and escaped. Well, that's verse 12. 13, <laughs> then, then she took an idol and put it in his bed, covered it with blankets, and put a cushion of goat's hair at its head. When the troops came to arrest David, she told them he was sick and couldn't get out of bed. So Saul went to the troops, or Saul sent the troops back to get David. He ordered, bring him to me in his bed so I can kill him. 
But then, uh, but when they came to carry David out, they discovered that it was only an idol in the bed with a cushion of goat's hair at its head. Why have you betrayed me like this and let my enemies escape? Saul demanded of Michal. I had, I had to, Michal uh, replied. He replied, or he threatened to kill me if I didn't help him. So David escaped and went to Ramah to see Samuel, and he told him all that Saul had done to him. Then Samuel took David with him to, the, to live at Naoth. When the report reached Saul that David was at Naoth in Ramah, he sent troops to capture him. And when they arrived and saw Samuel leading a group of prophets who were prophesying, the Spirit of God came upon Saul's men, and they all began to prophesy. When Saul heard what was happened, what had happened, he sent other troops, but they too prophesied. The same thing happened a third time. Finally, Saul himself went to Ramah and arrived at the great well in Seku. What are, or where are Samuel and David, he demanded. They are at Naoth in Ramah, someone told him. But on the way to Naoth in Ramah, the Spirit of God came upon came even upon Saul, and he, too, began to prophesy all the way to Naoth. He tore off his clothes and lay naked on the ground all day and all night, prophesying in the presence of Samuel. The people who were watching exclaimed, What? Is even Saul a prophet? Ah, uh, man. Yeah. There you have it. That's some wild, crazy stuff there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to be there to see that. Oh, brother. Yeah, that's something. I, I actually could, Maybe I I couldn't unsee it after I read it. <laughs> it was one of those things where you're like, oh, man, that's a that's not a, that's a picture I wish I didn't have for breakfast. I mean, all of it all of it would have been fun up until that last verse. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, exactly like, hey, right. they all start prophesying. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. And then, oh, even Saul. So what do you think? I mean, the the taking of his clothes off, some, some translations, if you look at it, yours said lied there naked. Mine says, and he stripped off his clothes. That can just be the outer garment. He could yeah. have still had on, you know, uh, basically like a, a long T-shirt. His tidy whities maybe? Yeah, tidy whities but a long, more like a long T-shirt, like a T-shirt that went like a worship leader would wear with a V-neck yeah. down to about their knees. I'm just kidding all you worship leaders <laughs> out there. Um, and so, but either way, you know, the king laying there in his underwear or worse. Yeah. Prophesying, I mean, it. There's a lot of shame involved in that. Oh yeah. In my opinion, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I would be, you know, somebody catches you with your clothes off, you feel ashamed. It's like you'd be a little undone. Yeah, you'd be a little undone. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, what's? I mean, God, this is a pretty strong warning. Yeah. But yet, not a, not a like. I'm going to cut off your leg warning or not like, you know, hey, you're headed down to disaster warning. Yeah. This is a super strong warning that you're headed in the wrong direction with a lot of force coming in against you to change your direction, but yet he still doesn't change his direction. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, multiple times he sends, he sends him out to get him and God intervenes, right? Like, like not only does God intervene, but God used them to prophesy. Like, like he's like, he just have a radical, like, and you know what I, what I guess they were prophesying about (laughs) was the great kingdom that David would build. You know, I, I, you know, I I just wonder, you know, they're prophesying, uh, you know, about the wonders of God and what, how God was going to use David. I don't know. Keep going, though. Well, just as, uh, I mean, we know <laughs> we know how insecure of a leader at this point Saul is, yeah, right? Saul's, yeah. Saul's trying to take David out, and he's going after him, and God just, like, every time just kind of turns and goes, nope, 
no, that's my anointed. No, no, you're not going to do that. Like yeah. he's got a call, he's got a design, he's got, and God just yeah. keeps stopping it, right? Yeah. Like I just, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate that. Like you know, looking at that in the lives of people around us that really have a call in their life, and that God's going to do something great with. And though somebody might be against them, or there might be accusation, there might be all the things. You know yeah. what? But at the end of the day. God can get it done, and he wants to see it come to pass in the lives of people that he's got a call on. You know? Yeah, beautiful picture. Yeah, and and the other side of this is as he's you know trying to stop David, I mean yeah. trying to stop, as Saul is trying to stop David from going forward, and, and God is trying to stop Saul, yet nothing can stop David from his appointed destiny yeah. too. That's a good side of this that you see here is – David's going to be who God's called him to be. David's going to do yeah. what God called him to do, and Saul, the king can't stop it. It's incredible. And, you know, it, it is incredible. And if God be for you, Scripture says, who can be against you? Yeah. And I think we need to take note of that and remember that because, you know, some some mornings when we get up, it seems like, there's a lot against it, you. It might be financial issue. It might be emotional yeah. issue. It might be a family issue. It might be a, you know, a medical issue. But yeah, I mean, one thing, one thing after another comes against. I mean, I, I like at the beginning of this chapter, up in verse five, when he's throwing spear at him. Like, oh. so David's in this presence. Like, you know, he goes in there even after he's was told originally that like, dude, he's after you. He's coming to get you. But okay, it's gonna be all right. Goes There's back. There's the in. truth. Yeah. They call truth. Yeah, we go. And he goes we back, go. and it was like it was before. It was like, let's go. But I mean, I, the end of verse five says, "You were certainly happy about it then. Uh, why should you, you know, murder an innocent man like David? There's no reason for it all. You know, he's trying to like Jonathan's trying to convince, you know, trying to talk some sense into him. Yeah, he's like, did you forget? Like, did you forget what this did? What this guy has done for you? Like, you know." But yet he still just start, you know, just goes for it. But yeah. I love I love David's response in verse 10. It says, Saul hurled his spear at David, but David dodged out of the way. And leaving the spear stuck in the wall, he fled. He didn't even take the accusation out of it and, again, like, fight back at all. He just yeah. said, throw your spears at me. God's got me, and yeah. I'm out, right? Like, I think about in my own life how many times that I want to just fire back. You know, yeah. like, I would, I probably wouldn't have responded this well with David. Now, yeah. maybe by the grace of God, I, I can and I have, but man, it, this would be a hard thing to do to just leave the spear in the wall, the accusation, the thing that, the literally the death spear that was thrown at you and go, I'm out, I'm going the other direction. It's yeah. incredible. You know, you think about it from, from the point of view if David was, was athletic and fast enough to be playing an instrument, you know, a harper or a lyre, yeah. not like standing like ready as a goalie to dive left or oh, right yeah. to stop a ball, and he actually dodges a spear, Yeah, do you think it's possible he would have been fast enough and uh, to, to actually jump out of the way, then grab the spear and stick Saul to the uh, wall? Had every ability, I'm sure, yeah. to do that. Yeah. And, I mean... We have abilities. Like think think about in our own personal lives. Like I, I don't know about your story out there, but I'm sure you've been accused of something. Somebody's right. made an accusation. Somebody's thrown some junk at you, and you have the ability to choose to throw it back, or to just walk away, and trust that God is able beyond our own abilities, beyond what we can 
envision in our head and how it's all going to work out, you have the ability to walk away. You don't have to engage in every single fight that comes your way. Like some people, you know, they have the, it's a fight or flight thing. Some people want to fight and other people want to flight. And the reality is, is that neither of those are bad things. It's the sensitivity of the time and what you're supposed to do in that season yeah, and in yeah. that moment. And what does it look like when you do fight or what does it look like when you do flee? In this, it was a, it was a God honoring thing that he fled oh, and didn't yeah. fight. But yeah. there are other times we had to fight. Yeah. And, Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to defending your family or fight for that, David was a warrior. Oh, yeah. The dude, you know, if you wanted to fight, David was a guy who could have gave it to you. And it, you know, said it earlier and it, then it said it in this next chapter as well, that when David fought against the Philistines, he pounded them. Oh. And uh, that this is the first time in the history of Israel and the Philistines that turnaround started happening regularly. Oh, yeah. Most times the Philistines kind of encamped against them. Now, David... It says, so David fled and escaped that night. And uh, there's Psalms 59. The beginning, beginning of it, it says, to the chief musician set to do not destroy amidst him of David when Saul sent men and they watched the house in order to kill him. Well, and so when he was in that house, he was writing a yeah. psalm of which in it, understanding the psalms there. There's something, at times they're more prayer, at other times they're more praise. Yeah. They're almost always a mix of prayer and praise. And uh, just some of the things, I mean, he starts out by saying, deliver me from my enemies, O God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. You know, when you read this psalm and don't think about it, he was looking out the window of his house. Oh, yeah. At the men Saul sent to kill him. Um, man, that's uh says the mighty gather against me, not for my transgression nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine. Awake to help me, behold. And he goes on to say some great things, uh, you know, and and then punish them, stop them, uh, things of that nature. Uh, he even says, Do not slay them lest my people forget. You know, he, he's actually got some grace involved for these guys. And then he ends a song, the song there, I will sing of your power, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you've been my defense, a refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O oh my strength, for I will sing praise, for my God is my defense, my God of mercy. And, you know, pretty incredible that this guy's writing prayer songs um, when he's, you know, in his house with a death sentence. Yeah, it's a. It reminds me of a song we sing. We have sung. It's not maybe recently in the last you know few months or in the last year, but it, it's called "Surrounded." And it's like the the lyrics go something like, "This is how I fight my battles." And though I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by Him. Like we yeah. think in the midst of yeah. the biggest battle of our lives, you feel totally surrounded. Like here, David is like they're coming after his life. Like what more could you have? You can, yeah. you can take yeah. my stuff, but now you're yeah. coming for my life, right? Yeah. Like, And in the midst of that, he, he he's crying out. We see in Psalms, he's crying out to God rather than you know, doing all the things he could do in the natural. I mean, he had some power and had some people at his disposal oh, yeah. that he, you oh, know, yeah. he was anointed. Like, yeah. he was able, yeah. but yet he chose to go, I'm going to talk to my, my God about this and let God work it out. And then you see the, the enemy coming after him, quote unquote, like, which actually was not supposedly yeah. an enemy like but there the people are coming after him and what happens god intervenes like yeah. you see breakthrough in a way that 
he would not have really imagined probably that the enemy coming at like the, the the warriors coming after him would just stop dead in their tracks and start prophesying like that. That's not what you would envision happening. No, but and I believe that God wants to do that in our own lives in ways that we can't even ask, think, or imagine. We can't comprehend how God's going to break through, but yet we choose to fight our battles like David and go. You know, what, I'm going to talk with my my Jesus about this. Yeah. He greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Come, like, come in a camp, my you know, come on and surround me. Come 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 as you may, whatever that yeah. may look like. Yeah. But my God is bigger. And though I fight my battles in a different way, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna be victorious. Yeah. We get to a space of going, you know what? We get to do this in a way that doesn't have to be with our own strength. And I think that that is something that we as as, you know, New Testament believers with the Spirit of God on the inside of us, we can fight with the guy who raised us from raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit of the Living God on the inside of us, and that's better. That's yeah. many times better than the spear. Yeah. yeah, the way that almost said is we can fight with Him. No, we we can fight with Him, have yeah. Him on our side, and that's that's an incredibly powerful thing. You know, the other thing that you look at here, and uh, I know that Samuel is an old man at this point, mm-hmm. but yet an old man with God on his side. That's where David runs. And I, I love that that's where David runs. He, you know, he could run a lot of different places. We do know that he, he ends up running uh, to Samuel. And then after that, he, he uh, runs to the priests. Um, but the sad part is, and I don't know uh, how, I can't remember, it just doesn't hit me. How did, how did Samuel disappear from the, the Bible? Do you know anything about his I don't, Can you remember, I, don't, I don't remember the story. He just, I think he just fades out of, you know, I don't, I don't think he's mentioned anymore, but how dangerous it was to help David, Yeah. how dangerous it was to side with him. Um, we do know that Saul has all the priests of Nob killed, like 85 men, and then he goes to their city. And to, just to show you how crazy Saul is, he goes to their city, murders every man in their city, every woman, every child, every infant, every donkey, every cow, every lamb. He goes into that city and does what he refused to do with, is it Naoth or Naoth, the, the king, when, when God told him to destroy that city, he yeah. goes in and does that with a priest's city. Here's a guy who just started with a seed of envy yeah. and a seed of jealousy. But it turned into hate, and then it turned into murder. And I'm here today to say, man, you better you better fight that seed of envy and jealousy, those little things that are out there, because it is, man, where it ends up is no good. This is bad. You know, I love that he ran to Samuel because he got some he got some godly wisdom maybe yeah, there, absolutely. and somebody who was an ally and was a friend and was a mentor, and. You know what Saul's running to is all the all the strengths in the natural to like go just take stuff out, right? Yeah. Like his default when he was bitter and envious and jealous and all the things was Throw to go and just go to the natural things, right? Yeah, yeah. And what David did was to go to a man, but a man who was anointed of God, who had wisdom for him, who had something better by the Spirit of God, and I. I value that in my own life. I value mentors. I value counselors. I value people that I could go and say, hey, I need some assistance here because I could end up bitter, jealous, oh, hurt. Yeah, you absolutely. don't think David could end up there, you know, hurt and bitter and, you know, oh, dude's going easily. But what did he do instead? Yeah. Which, it, I don't know. It's a great picture. Yeah, it, and it is. You know, it's a little bit disconcerting. Can I use that word? That yeah. they have an image, uh, a life-size human image <sighs> idol in their home. Oh, yeah. Um, that makes me wonder where... McCall or Michael is at in this thing, you know, knowing David wrote a psalm 
during this time, I kind of doubt he was worshiping an idol. Yeah. We'll look at that a little bit more. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321 454 4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, 
It's disappointing. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you could see every detail of my life, I'm sure I'd disappoint you in some way. We all, uh, you know, if you could read every thought of every mind around you, everybody be disappointed with everybody. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not uh, saying look at him when I'm perfect. That's not not what I'm saying at all. But to have this idol, uh, an image, a full-sized, big enough to where you could put it in bed, somebody think it was a grown man. Um, puts the goat-haired pillow on its head that looked like this reminds me of Shawshank Redemption, oh, you know, gosh. where they put that dummy in the in bed and they got the you know collect hair for weeks to make wigs for him. You know, it's it's like why is this in here and what's going on? And you know, Michael Michael had some issues, struggled, and one of the reasons that Saul gave David Michael was he said because she'll be a snare to him. Wow. And in the long run, maybe she would have been a snare with bringing idols and that into the home. Yeah. But she actually turns out to be the enemy in your own camp. God actually uses that enemy to get you out. She lets him down the wall and okay. lies for him to her dad. So, you know, even your enemies can be at peace with you because God can turn almost any situation around. It's good stuff. Anyway, see you guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, we're doing a message tomorrow, of course, from the from the weekend. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.